0: Have you ever found yourself struggling to stay on top of things, running out of time, or feeling overwhelmed? You aren't alone. Welcome to the implementation experiment. This podcast will save you time, energy, and money by focusing on helping master foundational principles for having your life work well. Implementation is key to getting consistent, predictable results. You are what you consistently do. The biggest gap in our society today is the lack of consistent implementation, but we do this with a twist. We focus on who you are being in conjunction with what you are doing, and we share principles that support you not only to succeed, but to have a competitive edge. Hi, I'm Christiana, and I'm here with your co-host, Anita Berger. We're here to help you tie what you learn to what you do. So let's get started.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Implementation Experiment. I'm Anita. And I'm Christiana. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in our final uh, podcast of 2020. Uh, 2020, uh, a celebration. That is what we're doing this month. Um, The first week we talked about what have you learned or what have you created? Yes, the first week we talked about what have I created. Last week we talked about what have I learned. This week... uh, so, so appropriate. How have we adapted?
0: Oh my God. I love this one because this year has been the year of adapting for Mm -hmm. sure. Right. I mean, my God, like everything we thought, we thought our world was built on brick and we found that we were in a wooden house, like the three little pigs, right? (laughs) A lot of people have gotten blown over this year, but it's like, what's beautiful is having these tools it's you're in a brick house like you're Mm -hmm. solid you're stable where everybody else may be like running for the hills with this information on who you're being and what you're doing and how you're looking you've got that stable foundation to hold on to Mm -hmm. and not only that but create something super powerful yeah so i want to talk about uh what i adapted going i have been working on oh my god since 2011 from skype all the way before zoom into zoom and I joined a networking group in January because I lived in, I live in Florida and I didn't really know anybody in the area. I still felt really super isolated because I am I work for myself. So I don't have an office to go to. And I joined a networking group and I kept saying, you know, I have a feeling we're not going to be meeting in person. And they were running 34 meetings a week doing networking the old school way, face to face. And I was like, no, I don't know. So I joined the group and I kept saying to the, to the owner, I said, I really want, I am only interested in leading a group on zoom. And he's like zoom. And I said, yes, we need to be online. Cause some people won't want to meet in person. So right in March, when everything was hitting the fan, I helped him pivot. He went from 34 meetings a week in person to every morning, every breakfast and every lunch, having a meeting. So 10 meetings plus a mixer at night. So 11 meetings a week. When all the other companies were falling apart, didn't know how to adapt. We got, I got him over on Zoom. We got up and running. We started training everybody. I, I mapped out, here's how we run the call. I mapped out, here's Zoom etiquette. And I mapped all that stuff out. And I worked with him side by side. I only survived two weeks. He did it for months, like six months of 10 meetings, 11 meetings a week. I don't know how he survived it. So like a massive shout out to Mark O'Donnell for RGA, because you are a rock star. But what we did is we were able to keep all those business owners working, networking. You know, we shut down, but we opened something new. Mm -hmm. And now, oh my God, now the the company, like, so just from that little launch, now there's another woman who's come in for TV and we've been all over NBC, CBS, ABC, Entertainment Tonight, we're getting so much media um, for how that has happened.
1: Yes, absolutely. It has been a huge pivot uh, for me as well. I've I've done a lot of stuff on Zoom, but because there was a short period of time where you know we weren't uh, none of my my person to person, yeah, in person. That's that's the languaging I'm looking for. <laughs> my my face to face meetings we couldn't have them anymore, so we had to adapt onto Zoom, and what it really made me proficient in the platform of Zoom, and uh, so much so that uh, in the classes I'm taking at school, there are some people that now don't feel comfortable coming to the classroom. So I'm Zooming out to them. And now I'm doing a lot of moderating for people uh, that are Zooming. Because when a teacher is in the classroom, which we'll call Zoom our classroom, they need to stay in their brilliance and their gifts and, and share with the, the people that are learning from them. They don't need to be monitoring the chat, making sure everything is flowing. And I, but I love it. I love doing it. I love moderating, making sure things are flowing and people's messages are coming across. And that wouldn't have happened had that huge shift happened in
0: March or April and in, you know, my community. So it's fabulous. Absolutely. That's incredible, Anita. And then actually, you know, that for nine years, I was an assistant trainer in personal development for. Peak potentials who became New Peaks, which became Success Resources America. But I, uh, that is my genius, being able to take a room full of people, get them engaged, keep their energy up (laughs) while the speakers come on and do their stuff. When their energy drops, get back on stage, get them up. You know, I think I was the first person in the history of the company to get 100% participation on stage, right? Everybody out of their Uh seats on stage in front of the room, which had never happened before. So this is something that has always been my, my, intention is opening people up to a new possibility. Yeah. Well, my God, if Zoom meetings aren't drab and boring and dull and your butt falls asleep and <laughs> everyone's having Zoom fatigue, right? So what I've realized now that I'm working, I have a group of, of, of trainers and coaches that I work with with bank where we're all working collaboratively. And what I realized is because we're doing all this collaboration, I'm getting a lot more opportunities to play in a world with them. I have figured out the secret sauce on how to keep people engaged and take all my skills from being on stage, keeping the energy up to now being on Zoom and keeping everybody engaged and having them have fun. And oh my God, it's just such an incredible experience because every time people are like, wow, that was amazing. I felt, whoa, you really kept me engaged. Like my God, that's not what I'm experiencing now because people don't have that skill set. So I've now adapted what I did in person on Zoom, totally just out of painful, boring, dull meetings. Oh my gosh, I can so attest to
1: that because I've, I mean, everything has been uh, on Zoom since, well, uh, as we talked about last uh, last week when uh, you pointed out that Darcy and I have been doing stuff online uh, learning since January. Uh, I've done, because I'm more remote, a lot of the stuff I've been doing is uh, online or on Zoom. And I hadn't realized how dull and boring it was until, was it two weeks ago? Um, I was in a bank training with you when you were yeah. moderating and I ended both days, like energized and full of vigor and life. And I'm like, wow. And I did not recognize this is how good you are. I did not recognize that you were doing that. And I know you pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> you do know right? my secrets. <laughs> I'm like, wow, like this, I feel so much better. So I really hope uh, for everyone that uh, is into any type of training that someday you open that up and will uh, open yourself as a, as a, um, assistant trainer or whatever you want to call it. So you can help manage the energy of these zoom calls, because I'm telling you, I learned so much more because you showed up in your gifts and yeah. kept the energy of that training so high. I mean, I learned way more that way than, than I have in other classes. So I, again, I hope you end up marketing that and and people can experience that as well.
0: Wow. That would be a really fun way to adapt. Yeah. I, it's been really interesting because having that group of people that I'm working with kind of like you with your girls, right. I'm working with all these other coaches and mentors who aren't, who don't have the stage background that I have, mm-hmm. right. They're just people who love this bank information and want to share it with people. Right. And What's so powerful about that is they have it. And so every time I show up, I'm like, if you're open for feedback, I'm happy to coach you. And just before we got on our our call today, I was coaching somebody else. And I'm like, wow, I took notes. You did great here. And here's this. And she's like, thank you for these nuggets. I'm I'm like, I really want these nuggets. And so it's super fun to be able to play in that way. So thank you. I really, I'm just, I love the adapting. And the adapting was just what, how we're doing, taking everything that we've learned, everything that we're sharing and just applying that and saying, wow, how are they going to get the most out of what we're doing without losing them? Cause everyone's got zoom fatigue right now. So that was like a super way fun thing of adapting. So thank you. I, I love you so much. Oh, thank you.
1: Hey, another way that, um, a lot of people have had to learn to adapt me to, uh, not because um, my life has really shifted, but um, my daughter was home a lot more. Her school got shut down. Um, she's in college, but people are spending a lot more time at home and and keeping this, the flow of everything uh, going when you're used to being out and about and you're used to like leaving to go to the office every day, maybe going out for some meals at night, um, maybe having people come in to do your cleaning or delegating in that way, um, that kind of all, all stopped. And Uh, Because my life shifted a little bit, my daughter was home. I had to learn how to set and create the energy and flow to my home with new people. I had to adapt to that. So I use this really great tool. We've talked about it a number of times uh, called 10 Minute Magic and how I adapted it um, to make things good uh, flow for myself is in the morning I would get up and no matter what, uh, I'm making the bed. It's, I'm the kind of person that I look at the bed and I, and I get out and I think, okay, in the morning, at night, I'm just going to get right back into where I got out of. So why do anything? Like, it's all set up for me to go to bed. I think I'm ahead of the game, but I decided to, you know, make the bed, uh, make sure all the laundry was in the laundry basket and have everything straightened in my bedroom. And, uh, I noticed that that really shifted how my day went. And then I extended it to, um, in the evening, before I went to bed, I made sure my kitchen. I wouldn't spend more than ten minutes. Sometimes it would only take three or four minutes to make sure the counters were wiped down. My coffee maker was ready to go in the next morning, so that I could just press the on button, and the day would flow. Like my day, I get up, I make my bed, uh, pop on the coffee maker, and within minutes my day was going. And that filtered out in little segments throughout the day, so that my um, bedrooms organized my office is organized my living room is organized my bathroom my kitchen well my kitchen still needs work but it's always a work in progress but yep. using those simple tools of 10 minute magic to tackle and create flow and organization has been one of the best adaptations that i have had because like wow it was it was simply like this things weren't working and i have shared that with so many people and i my niece was here the other day and she's like I can't believe I didn't start making the coffee at night when you first told me. It has changed my life. Wow. Spending 10 minutes in her kitchen getting it ready for the next day has shifted her life. And she's a new mom and when the baby came it didn't it, it wasn't so bad because you, you know she's got this
0: routine set out. Well and what I really want to do is you told me about first of all thank you for 10 minute magics. I love it. I started doing it in my bedroom when I had my office in my bedroom back in 2011, when I had a roommate, right. As a way just to be able to function at my office. Cause my bed was a mess. I wouldn't get anything done because my room was a mess and that's where I was working. So you had actually said that there was somebody in your world that was using it. And now her kids are getting involved.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. What I've noticed when I- I've noticed this in my home, Um, although I'm usually home alone a lot because everybody's out doing their thing, you know, work and school and and whatnot. But when I start shifting what I'm doing, people start noticing and doing it as well. But my one one friend, bless her heart, she started implementing 10-Minute Magic and getting things going and organized in her house. And she's noticed her daughter uh, has just stopped adding time and like, oh, there's something to do. You know what? I'll just get it done now. You know, and she, she gives herself a little bit of time to get it done. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes. Sometimes it takes less, but just that habit of doing stuff, doing stuff and getting it done now with the thought in mind, like, I'm just going to spend 10 minutes. Cause we think a job is so huge. My bed takes me 30 seconds and I was yeah, putting it off crazy. and so I crazy. allowed myself 10 minutes. I'm like, Oh, I have lots of, lots of time. Wow. I'm a, I'm a winner. It only took me a minute. right? And yeah, and what's happened is now her kids are, are like, oh, let's just get this done. Let's just get this done. And by doing that, we're not adding time. We're not creating messes because as you just experienced when you did your flip, when messes accumulate, it's because we've added time. And sometimes, look, sometimes there's no alternative based on all the things going on. You have to, something has to get paused and set aside and that's okay. But when messes accumulate, they are way harder to handle than if you just deal with them in the moment.
0: Oh girl, do I know that? And I love how you took 10 minute magic and used it to implement the, the learning, right? Cause it's, it's not what you know, it's what you do. You tie mm-hmm. what you learned to what you do is you, you took 10 minute magic to help with messes and stop adding time. Mm-hmm. And you've actually given people a way and a tool to navigate. So if you don't know what we're talking about with 10 minute magic, go back into the things and we have it there, go check it out. I mean, it's fantastic. And I love that. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm planting a seed. I have a different way for you to do coffee, which will make it more fun and even save you more time. And, uh, so I'm going to play with that. I think there's a gift coming in your future. I'm happy with that. And it was so funny. Cause I just saw it in my cupboard. Cause I had an extra one and I saw it in my cupboard and I went, oh, who is, who, who does this belong to? And as soon as you said that, I'm like, it's Anita. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be sharing that on a podcast coming up, but again, it's, so how have you adapted? What have you done? Like, right. We have both adapted how we're doing business, but let's talk about relationships, mm-hmm. this is like absolutely key and critical with relationships. Like Okay, if you can't, are you calling people more often? Are you spending time? Are you adapting how you're showing up? Or maybe you're doing virtual get-togethers. I have girlfriends and, and companies and, and communities that do a virtual hey hangout, how are you session once a month? Yeah. You know, and I just think, to check in.
1: And I think what what's really fantastic, Christiana, is because I am in Alberta, which is like Western Canada and you are in Florida, which is like east and way, like far, like we're opposite ends of like the continent almost. So our entire relationship has been built over zoom yeah. and we, we are living proof that it can be done. Would I like to have connected with you face-to-face us there? Yes. But you know, we can't travel. So that's okay. Um, it's totally fine. Relationships can be cultivated, nurtured and flourish. If you have to, if you're doing it online. Absolutely.
0: A hundred percent. But It's not ideal, but it really opens the door to getting more creative with how you're spending time with people. Yes. Getting more creative. It's allowing your create back to creation. It's Mm -hmm. creativity. How are you, how are you doing that? I had a girlfriend who had a 50th birthday party and what was so great is had she had had it in person, maybe 15 people would have showed up, but she had it virtually. So all of us got to participate. I yeah. mean, it was like in the middle of the night for me when it went on, but we all got to participate. And so she got to feel more love than ever before because she got it. You know, she was able to come, to have everybody come up and we all got to say how much we love her and share and be a part of it. So yeah. it really has allowed us to be more inclusive in different ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for myself, uh, because there are so many different protocols and barriers that you know, are are being uh, put on us, and that's you know whatever. It's just it's just a rule, and I like to play within the rules. Right now, where I'm at, a lot of us uh, aren't able to meet indoors. They don't want in- indoor social gatherings. So I had a group coaching the other day. We went outside. Uh, we've had family gatherings. You know, they there's um, a protocol that only so many people in a home. So we're meeting outside. You know, we went camping more, or families that you know maybe would. Uh, have gone to Disneyland or something or some awesome vacation, they're going camping or they're having backyard barbecues or they're, you know, grabbing, uh, having a fire pit and sitting around a campfire and visiting. So there's so many amazing ways that the adaptation of uh, the circumstances that we're handling right now are creating these amazing new experiences and these amazing new bonds. And it's just fascinating to to watch and enjoy and be a
0: part of absolutely and again it's people like you know in my networking group there's people where I would have never met them in an in-person meeting because they're across the bridge and they would have never driven that far but I'm meeting people from all over Florida right and I actually feel like I'm more integrated into a community now than I ever have been because I know people from all over and I also know who I can call if I need something for whatever because there's always a resource within my group
1: hmm yeah, for sure. There's been so much adapting and, and expanding mm-hmm. in uh, in areas. Yes, there's areas that are, con- you know, more constricted, but I, I'd i rather just focus on the stuff that I can do versus what I can't do. Like right now I can't, you know, we can't have a Christmas party. Uh, not that I work anywhere. So I, you know, company Christmas party would be party of one either way, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, well. if, if it was more than that, we're not, that's not, you know, that right now that we're in a position where they you know, it's not, it's not permitted. So, okay. So what can we do? You know, a zoom, like you're saying a zoom, when you meet people on zoom and have a bigger audience, you are connecting with more people.
0: 100%, 100%. And again, it's really, I want to talk about to adapting. So there's a lot of fear right now. And then there's people that aren't in fear. And so what I really want to share too, is how are you adapting from fear to joy? right? Because I think this has been the the biggest invitation this year is despite all invitations otherwise, which we've said many times, despite all invitations otherwise, how can you find the joy in a situation? Mm -hmm. You talked about that, especially like we've talked about that when my mother was in the hospital and how she brought joy to everybody. Then you were in the hospital and how you were bringing joy to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I love that one of the things said is that your doctor about your name. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> share that because you know, it's a fun way to bring joy.
1: Yeah. And I firmly believe just like your mom that uh, show up and find joy and happiness because the alternative is just boring and it takes a lot more work. It's way easier to show up and be happy. But I was in the hospital uh, a little while ago with a piece of chicken stuck in my throat. <laughs> Still hilarious. Oh my gosh. It won't be hilarious at some point. I'm sure. And it will always be funny. Um, And the doctor, uh, he came in and we were chatting and he's like, I have to tell you, when they first told me what was going on, I thought they were pulling my leg. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, your name. And I'm like, oh yeah, I need (laughs) a burger. Because if you say it fast, it sounds like I need a burger. And so. Okay. That's the first
0: time I ever actually noticed that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, now, you know. That's 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 how I make my mark with a lot of people's. That's how people remember my name. I need a burger. And so he was having a little chuckle over that. And then I said to him, because hello, I'm getting sedated. I'm getting a little drowsy. And I'm like, wouldn't it have been hilarious if I had a piece of burger stuck in my throat? (laughs) And seriously, like I overheard nurses and, 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 you know, the doctor was saying like, holy cow, like you're just so positive. Like, yeah, I'm just going to be, I'm going to show up, like show up and be happy.
0: Yeah. So again, this year I've really uh, been able to decide to choose. Like, again, it's a choice, right? You choose how it shows up, whether you are, you're either reacting, but you choose how you react or you're creating. But again, it all comes down to a choice. So go back and visit the choice. You decide if you wake up and you decide it's going to be an amazing day. And let's say someone cuts you off in traffic, right? Then I was being interviewed the other day and what happened was uh, I was saying, okay, someone cut me off in traffic, but because I'm dedicated to finding the good, what happened when that person cut me off, I went, oh, thank you so much. You know what? I wasn't really present. I was on autopilot. I guess I need to really pay attention for what's coming next. Thank you so much for waking me up. Mm -hmm. Right. And in the past, I would have been like, what How dare you? You know, (laughs) that's the nice version of what would come out of my mind. And then and the other day I was at the grocery store and I was pulling up and there was this sweet parking space. And I pulled up, I put on my blinker, and this old guy came in and he went right in and took it. And I went, Well, you probably can't walk as far as I am. So just thank you for reminding me that I'm fit enough to do whatever I need to do. And you know what? I'm happy to give you that space because you know what? I'm capable. And maybe you're not as, you know, because he was he looked like he was handicapped. So it's it was just a beautiful not handicapped to need a handicap sticker. Let me just give you that. But you know, I could walk farther than he could easily.
1: Yeah. And it's a a point of adapting is noticing in the moment and choosing there's different ways I can react to this. When I was in the hospital a few weeks ago, I could have chose to like been all dramatic and theatrical and a victim, Mm -hmm. or I could choose to be happy. And I'm telling you, I'm positive that that 18 hours I was at the hospital, was a heck of a lot more pleasant for me, and the time actually went fairly fast compared to if I had chosen yeah. to just be crappy and, and upset about it. It's just simply adapting. How, what do I need to do? What do I need to adapt in my life? What view do I need to, to adopt in order to always be in a mindset that is positive, happy, and uplifting because it's contagious, If I show up and I'm at the store and I'm happy and excited and having a great old time, someone notices and their day is better. And when their day is better, someone else notices that. It is just the ripple effect. And that is, yeah, that is what adapting for me is about. Adapting so that I'm always positive, always uplifting to the best
0: of my ability. Yes. And then have it ripple out to the world. Absolutely. And adapting really like what's beautiful is you can get yourself all worked up and then things will go wrong and things will go wrong and things will go wrong. Trust me, we've all had that experience, right? Mm -hmm. You have one bad thing. Oh, it's, this this is going to be a horrible day. And then all you do is get tons of evidence to make you right because you just want to be right. And it's okay. But again, but I want to really bring it back to with our listeners is how have you adapted this year? What have you done? How have you adapted your viewpoint since you've been paying and listening attention, you know, paying attention to our podcasts, right? Like I'm focusing on finding the good you're creating, you decide how the day's going to go. Even when I'm having a challenging day, like yesterday, I'm like, okay, instead of calling people that I know are going to anchor me in the drama, Mm -hmm. that don't have this information. I have a short list of people that I'm willing to call. And if I can't reach them, I don't speak to anybody. Yes. And I say, okay, but I call people that are like, you know, Christiana, it's so fascinating you created this game. So do you want to be at effect or do you want to say, wow, I'm a powerful creator. How do I want to create it differently? Mm-hmm. Are you really going to let this game be bigger than you? And I'm like, oh, she's like, why can't you say, oh, well, that's an interesting barrier. Let me see how I can solve that solution. And the other thing that I love and the, that I've adapted is that barriers, so barriers, problems, right? Barriers. The more you have barriers, the bigger the game you can play, the bigger your results and the bigger your success. Yes. So life is not about a game of removing barriers. Life is about a game of putting cool barriers in to cause you to be better. Yeah. To to show up, to
1: adapt, to shift, to pivot in order to navigate your way through that barrier. That exactly all about, yeah, like creating, learning and adapting. One hundred percent. such a fun game. So I absolutely agree. Uh, I would love to hear how our listeners are uh, adapting or how they've adapted this year and all the positive, amazing things that have come out of that. Go to our Facebook page or Instagram page, the Implementation Experiment, and share that with us and let us know how, how the podcast and the adapting in the last few months has really in- impacted your life. And then, listen, here's a bonus. This is the last podcast of 2020. And we cannot, we cannot wait to join you in January and really help propel you and set your year your up to be amazing, spectacular, and the best year ever. But between now and then, take some time. Reflect on all the beautiful, amazing nuggets that have happened to you this year. Maybe list out, um, you know, 100 amazing things that happened to you maybe list out a hundred amazing things you want to happen next year or in the future. Yes. Start reflecting yes. on that and seeing uh, my one girlfriend, Tian. I love you, Tian. Thank you for listening. Um, her, me too. Her, love you too. She <laughs> is going to construct her bucket list. Yes. I'm telling everybody now, Tian, you, <laughs> you're going to be held accountable. <laughs> Yay! But what an inspiration, like, Oh, let me just construct my bucket list. I think that's fantastic.
0: Way to go, Tien. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, take some time. Let's reflect on what, you know, what happened and what we want to create. And then we will be
0: back in January. When you're shooting an arrow, you have to pull it back before it soars, right? It's only that pulling it back, right? The year where we get to adapt, we get to create, we get to learn, right? So we've had that year of pulling it back. So next year we can catapult ourselves forward. So this is the best thing. So to what you were saying, Anita, we want to hear how this year has been for you. We want you to share with us. We want you to participate. As I said earlier, go
1: to our Facebook page or Instagram page, The Implementation Experiment, and share, share the celebrations. Let's hear what's gone on for you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because it's who you're being in what you're doing that yes. makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. So remember
1: tie what you learn to what you do have a great christmas season everyone and we will we will talk to you again in 2021
0: happy merry christmas happy new year bye everyone bye